Welcome everybody to Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where this week we are reviewing Bad Times at the El Royale, mm-hmm. which I've been really looking forward to actually for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think you've been quite insistent on seeing this one. Uh, did it live up to? I think it did, because yeah. I, I, I saw a couple of trailers for it. In fact, I saw a couple of trailers for it first when when the trailers were out for uh, Hotel Artemis. Oh yeah. And so I was getting them mixed up, and in my mind I was thinking they're going to be kind of a similar sort of film yeah. for some reason, because mm. the trailers looked a bit similar. Yeah, I can see Just that. a bit sort of in a in a crazy-ish world where there's one or two characters who are just a bit mad. Yeah. And it's sort of a criminal thing mm-hmm. going on. And yeah, I'm, in that respect, they are not, not, not too different. But Yeah, that struck me too, definitely, that they they have different plots, obviously, but there's definitely a similar kind of thing. You've got a, lot, like a big cast of characters, this kind of maze-like, you know, built set setting, like, you mm-hmm. know, very contained set. So, mm. yeah, and, and, you know, really good film that not enough people saw. So, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, and so I'm, I really wanted to catch this film before it leaves cinemas because yeah. I reckon that's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> is, is it really? It's it's really bombed. So yeah, okay, cool. it's had great reviews, but just no one's watching it. So mm. yeah, badly marketed, I think. Yeah, uh, well, cool. I'm, I'm glad we caught it. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather watch this than uh, Lady Gaga. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of this? Yeah, no, I first really... actually, what sort of genre would you say this is mm. well i think i find it, i found it really hard to place it kept changing yeah well i think that's why it's not made a lot of money because it's one of those films i think it's one of those films that's really hard to pigeonhole mm-hmm. and to, to tell people in a really quick you know i've seen all the trailers too and i was like oh but the main thing i remember from the trailers is oh that's got lots of people in it yeah because like, it's got an insane cast but yeah i think I, the main thing that sold me in the trailers was just cr- that tiny little snippet you see of chris hemsworth with a mustache <laughs> dancing yes, yes with an open shirt yeah and i was just like okay this is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got john lost some things to say about this yeah yeah do you think chris hemsworth at this point just has like a shirtless clause in his contracts when he signs for a film he put a lot of effort in so yeah, yeah he's I like I, would, so. I want every film i do because there's no need for that character to be shirtless it's just... <laughs> Well, it added to his intensity. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but uh, it was just um, just made me laugh. Yeah, mm. just the, the yeah, he just doing his proper Calvin Klein kind of strutting. Like, yeah, he was. <laughs> at one point, I swear he was like rubbing his abs up against in like Cynthia Erinvo's the girl's face, like not mm. not like rubbing her face, but like just really like doing it, doing all this yeah, when he was thrusting. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. thrusting his abs directly into her face. I was yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he was doing a lot. We'll talk about it, but um. Yeah, it is. It's hard to place, but uh, I guess it's a kind of a thriller mixed with a mystery. With a happy... with, with, a, with elements of comedy sort of sprinkled on top. Yeah, there were some quite funny bits in this, yeah. Mm. Well, other than Chris Hemsworth, just his uh, his style, yeah. the only other funny bits were just like a little, one little comment here and there. Yeah. Like, um, what's her face? Is Dakota... Johnson. Johnson. Yes. Um, From that... the, um, not Twilight, what's the other bad franchise? Uh, Fifty Shades franchise. That's where I know her from. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, just that one line she has when the other guy's taken like a, a, a shotgun to the face mm. and he's like, does it look bad? And she's like, well, you should probably get used to the idea that it doesn't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> when the guy looks like Two-Face. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was some good little deadpan. I mean, Jeff Bridges always is always good for a a deadpan line reading. He had a couple as well. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah, he was great in this. I really liked him. I mean, you have to work pretty hard to not like Jeff Bridges in anything. He's mm. fun. but yeah, he was really. I really liked him and is it Enviro? Cynthia Enviro, the actress. I do not know. You know, the, the, the main actress who he's partnered with, the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really like those two together. For their scenes were my favorite parts of the film. They... Absolutely. Well, it it takes its time actually, but it does mm. kind of put them as the main characters. Yeah, definitely, definitely. At first, you think John Hamm's the main character, and then nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it, it switches obviously because it tells yeah. it's, it's it's a film told in chapters, and each mm. chapter has its own main characters. But I'd say I'm sure you agree the overarching main characters of the film. Oh, those Turns two. out to be those two. I'd agree, yeah. yeah. So I guess just yeah, I'm not going to attempt to explain the whole plot because it's very complicated. And also, you should see this film, but um, and not have me just t- talk through it. But yeah, basically, it's a bunch of disparate characters who don't know each other all turn up at this hotel, which is basically very abandoned. Has like one employee, um, and they've all got their own reasons for being there. And the film through a bunch of kind of flashbacks and different perspectives kind of explains what each character is doing there what they're looking for there is some stolen money that's jeff bridges character is has come to try and find some money that he stole 10 years earlier that he then went to prison mm-hmm. um and so he's come to collect that that his brother hid in the hotel 10 years previously mm-hmm. just before being killed uh and then there's which was the opening scene of the film by the way so yeah, yeah yeah it's nick offerman yeah yeah from, uh, <laughs> which i love because i didn't it, it takes a while for you to see his face yeah um, you just see a guy like pull up in front of this hotel room and get it and mm. come in and stuff. And there's only that one glance to camera from very far away. Like, is that yeah? Is that Nick Hoffman? And then he eventually gets closer, and it is. And he looks exactly the same as uh, Parks and Rec. Oh sure, yeah, Ron Swanson, um, yeah, yeah. Which you know he doesn't always look like that. No. In, in everything he does. Mm. Um. So yeah, that that, that was good. That was a, it was a good little scene, and it really set the mood for the film. It did. I was like, it oh. perfectly set the mood for the film because it was. Uh, it, it it was funny at times. It was st- it was stylized. It was mm. it was a montage. I love yeah. a montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it got violent at the end. Yeah, it it, sh- it, sh- it told me immediately that this film would be surprising, and it w- mm. you wouldn't be able to take anything for granted. Because mm-hmm. I was I don't think it's a spoiler to say he dies. It's literally the first scene. No, you like, have. It, yeah, like it was like oh cool Nick because I didn't know he, he was one of the people in it. And so, yeah, like I said, I couldn't really place him. And then when then finally it looks into the mirror and it's like oh it's Nick Hoffman. Great, he's gonna be great in this film. Oh no, yeah. he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like one flashback scene, but yeah, that was it. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell it was him at that point. Yeah, he had the mask on, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it, well, obviously I could tell Jeff Bridges, but like they weren't yeah. keeping that a secret. Sure. But uh, yeah, I couldn't tell it was him. In no, that, that was just like... putting two and two together, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, but yeah, and that happened a lot in this film. Like you'd see, you'd you would assume that a character is going to be like the main character, and then they'd you know, a lot of characters died or you know, unexpectedly suit early in the mm. film, which is. Always good. I like it when you never know who's. Mm-hmm. It made it, it made it more exciting because no one was indispensable. You yeah. can imagine anyone could be killed at any moment, which mm. is yeah, made it exciting. Mm, so. Yeah, and I do love a film that uh, tells the same story from different perspectives, mm-hmm. which this one kind of does. Like it's not told out of sync at all, mm. but you'll have like one scene finishes and then that kind of overlaps with somebody else's story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you see another story happening at the exact same time and then the ends of those two moments happen vaguely yeah. at the same time or mm-hmm. same place or whatever. Yeah. Um, like that's what I really liked in Memento mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Chris Nolan actually managed to build comedy into that fact. Yeah. Which I I loved in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and did that too, I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was a lot going on in that hotel that night. Like, <laughs> um, so who's your favourite character? Would you say? Mm, yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, really? Yeah, yeah. He was he's doing... he's just generally one of my favourite actors. Yeah, he's always doing a lot. <laughs> and this is the first time I've seen him playing a villainous role, mm-hmm. and he did it really well. He did. Yeah, he was good. He was playing like a Charlie Manson type kind of cult leader, I guess, mm-hmm. um, which was very good. Uh, I mean, I thought uh, she, the girl, the singer, Cynthia and Vera, I'm pretty sure that's her name, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Her and Jeff Bridges, as, as I said, they are the best. They are the best like dynamic. But I thought I just thought she had so many really good scenes. Like mm-hmm. I thought she was, she just I thought I've not really seen her in much else, but she just really blew me away. I thought she was really really good. So yeah. I liked everything she did. Some was president mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, at that at that point, uh, which does actually lead me on to one point. Um, there was that tape. Yes. That you never find out who's on it. No, yeah. Did you have any guesses? No, I, I assumed it was like a president or somebody, someone very, very important. I assumed JFK. Yeah. Well, because uh, what's her face, the, the the little girl Boots. Yeah. Um, she kept saying, but he's dead, isn't he? Oh, like, what, what, yes. Why, why does this matter? He's dead already. Oh, yeah, you're right. That will be JFK, so, probably. Yeah. like Or yeah. Elvis or something. Well, most likely JFK. Yeah. yeah I think it's well, more... the FBI, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's why John oh. Hamm was there. Ah, uh, maybe. Because John yeah. Hammers is yeah, a person... you, you don't really find out that, do you? No, no, no. He, he's like FBI. Mm. Uh, like I said, a lot was going on in this hotel. Um, mm. He's into John Hammers introduced at the beginning of the film doing this really like hammy. No pun intended. <laughs> sorry, I just heard that come out of my mouth. Um, this real like foghorn leghorn kind of Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, like you know, yes mm. sir, Southern accents. I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. But then he dropped it really quickly. It yeah. Turns out that's his like his. That's his... His character. Yeah, he's incognito. Mm. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's actually an undercover FBI agent. Mm. Um, so he's searching, presumably, for this tape that... Because um, the hotel is set up with two-way mirrors and all these hidden passageways. Mm-hmm. So basically what happens is all the rooms are filmed, it seems, and then someone who owns the hotel, which, we, again, we never find out who, um, is paying the boy who runs the hotel miles to send them all the film basically and i guess yeah. they use that to blackmail people maybe? yeah 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 something like that yeah um well like they were saying that that film of presumably jfk was worth more than all that money yes that, that uh, jeff bridges had sure so, sure sure yeah. yeah how would he know about that what jeff bridges yeah because miles told him that he films it sometimes and Je- and jeff bridges like well why do you keep the film oh and he looked at it and he, he goes yeah. and he, he, yeah. he looks at it just as miles oh you're right in the face. That. okay that's fair enough okay uh yeah so, yeah, I guess. Um, so I guess, yeah. So it's set in the sixties, and yeah, there's this some there's some mysterious tape that um, that the hotel manager has kept because the guy, whoever it was, was nice to him apparently, so he didn't want to sell it onto his bosses. Uh, it's very incriminating. The FBI want it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously worth a lot of money. Um, and then Jeff, when Jeff Bridges realizes what it is, he he wants it as well. Mm-hmm. In addition to the money that is buried in one of the hotel rooms that is from because mm. Jeff Bridges is a former crook well he's a crook um, he's robbed a bank or he's robbed, he's robbed a bank vehicle yeah he robbed yeah like an armoured vehicle an armoured vehicle full of cash yeah. yeah and then he went to he gave the money to his brother who was Nick Offerman mm. and then he went to jail mm-hmm. um, and then 10 years later Nick, uh, he goes back to the hotel where his brother was killed to kind of try and find uh, the money mm-hmm. so yeah uh, but then yeah so Cynthia Enviro she plays a singer in like a she's like a backing singer in a soul group and she goes to the hotel just to rehearse She's like the only one who doesn't have like a weird agenda. Well, I, think she? She, I think she's got like a, a show or she's got something happening. Yeah, she's got a gig in, in a nearby. The, the next day and she can't yeah. afford a hotel in the city. Yeah. So she's gone to the outskirts. Mm. 
So she's very much the, like the character, the only character who gets kind of sucked in completely. Mm. All the other characters are doing something a bit dodgy. She's the only one who is completely innocent and just gets kind of sucked into it. She's there to add some style to the movie. Definitely, yeah. Like to add a, a great soundtrack and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I love all her singing. Even though most of her singing didn't have any backing music to it, but mm. you could still, they were still very recognisable songs. Yes, yeah. There's um, a lot of her doing yeah, a cappella stuff, which mm. uh, was good. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, it was really good. Mm. It was one of my favourite parts of the movie. I did not appreciate the end of the movie when the credits came on and the cinema put the floodlights on to try, and, to try and kick us out. Yeah. And this was like 10 seconds into the credits they or something. do that all the time now. It really annoys me. Yeah. But yeah, I was enjoying that I song. Mean, I, I'm fine if there's like, there's no post credit scene or mm. something and they want to get us out so they can clean it and get the next film on or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But when the credits are still at the start and there's still like great music happening and great visuals on screen, like someone still put effort into those credits because there were still little bits of footage yeah. happening. And they're trying to kick us out. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I had a good mind to complain about that. I, I think it's automated for everything now. Yeah, because it annoyed me when uh, I watched Call Me By Your Name in the cinema. When, you know, that, that, that. That, that stuff's not automated. Is it not? Is no. there someone physically doing it? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah it, it seems... Well, that makes it even worse. Mm. Yeah, because in Call Me By Your Name, they that you remember that film ends with the shot of him like crying and like, the credits were all over him crying. Mm. And like literally, like as soon as the first credit comes up, it's like, boom, house lights. It's like, the film's not over. Look, he's still doing yeah. stuff. Like... That's like he's doing the best acting of the film and you just turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a different film. So this, as we, we talked about how this, I think one of the reasons this film didn't do very well money-wise is because it was, it's very long. It's just under two and a half hours. What is it? Yeah. Two hours and 20 minutes. Do you think it was too long or do you think mm. it justified the running length? I feel like it justified the running length. There were mm. one or two bits where it got a little slow and mm. when it was sort of telling like the origin stories of each character, there were bits where it was like, oh, this is going on a little bit but then it would it would bring you right back in yeah. with something mm-hmm. it just kept piling more and more storylines on it did didn't they? <laughs> and like there, there were two people who left like I guess two thirds of the way into this movie yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I was like I can see why you're leaving mm. but also I feel like now that you've left you're going to hate this movie because nothing's going to make any sense and I'm yeah. sure that by the end of this movie it's all going to get brought back together yeah, yeah, which it kind of did. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I, know, I did notice that of the two people that left, one of the the guy, it was a couple, I assume, the guy went to the to- took a toilet break mm. during a particularly action packed scene, and he came back like six or seven minutes later, and I, I remember noticing being like, oh god, you're not, I'm gonna have a clue what's going on because like three characters have died in the space of you, like, <laughs> so maybe he was just like, I have no idea what's going on anymore. Let's just leave. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a shame because I found this, I found this really gripping. Like, because mm. it is, I was kind of almost dreading because I knew how long it was. Was I was like, oh, if I don't like this, especially because it's like we saw it earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't mind seeing a film like after our normal our normal kind of routine is we'll do an episode of this and then we'll have some food and then we'll go see a film and then I'll be like, I'll have had a few beers, I'll be in the mood to kind of sit and mm-hmm. like let, let a film wash over me. Normally, by the time we go to the cinema, but when it's earlier, sometimes I'm like, I'm hungry, I want to leave the cinema. But this time, I was completely. Mm into it so yeah there were yeah there were some little bits here and there I had agreed that like maybe the, I think the film probably did bite off a little bit more than it could chew with having so many plot lines mm-hmm. but I appreciated the ambition mm. I really liked the fact that it was trying like to do like lots of original stuff so. it did kind of get to the point where um, getting close to the end and it every now and then it would come up with another title card and just like oh god there's another oh, yeah, whole it was a lot of thing sense, yeah <laughs> I mean, at no point did I think the film had finished and it carried on. It was just like, yeah. it's drawn to a close now, right? And then sure. suddenly, boom, another chapter. Yeah. Like, 
Chris Hemsworth henchman yeah. gets a chapter. Yeah. Well, Chris Hemsworth himself doesn't really enter the film until like well over an hour in. Yeah, I know, and that's all I was waiting for, really. Really, yeah. Like, he, there's that one scene of him on the beach. Yeah. Um, earlier on, mm. which was just weirdly serene. There was lots of him slow motion walking in the film, yeah. just strutting like <laughs> with his open shirt. With his open shirt, yeah, his eight pack in the beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there were lots of scenes with him that where it was shot like it really was shot like a 90s Calvin Klein commercial and that mm. didn't really laugh like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it was good mm. um, what else was there in this uh, how do you think this film will do in the Oscars I don't think it will I don't think it'll do it'll do anything but I don't think that, that I don't means think... it's it's missed out or anything I don't think this film in my opinion took a step wrong no but I don't think that it's I can't think of a single Oscar that it's necessarily worthy of. Maybe like a actually some some of the the acting in this. I would definitely. I, w- I was thinking I was watching it. I would definitely have given Cynthia Evan and Vero a best supporting actress. Mm. Like, I mean, she, it, it'd be weird because she's practically the lead. Like, but it's one of those films that's got so many cast members. You could argue that like there's no one lead, and you could you could probably yeah. slip her in supporting. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, because I really you can get really... Dev Patel for Lion. In, well, in exactly, supporting. exactly. So, that's yeah. just ludicrous. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think the yeah, and Jeff Bridges too. I mean, he doesn't need another Oscar. He's already got. You know, he gets nominated all the time. But yeah, I think those two gave really, really strong performances. And mm. yeah, I, I think yeah, that's and maybe screenplay. But oh, I yeah. mean, it did bite off a lot more than it could chew. Like there were bits that, uh, but for originality and you know, mm. yeah, I'd, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised this film's come out like in Oscar season, but like with no Oscar buzz around it. No one's like, oh, this film's going to get Oscar nominations. Mm. So I think it's probably going to be one of those ones that just like misses out. But yeah, it's a shame because I do think it's a very good film. Mm. So yeah, but it's just for some reason it's not really connected. Well, I think this year is going to be quite uh, an interesting year for the Oscars. Yeah, there's a lot of contenders already. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't think this one's, this one's certainly not going to be in there for, for best picture. But it's, no, this one, I don't know maybe it's a good entry, isn't it? Do you reckon Bohemian Rhapsody is going to get in the Oscars? It's weird. I've not heard any kind of. Because it's out next week. Was it only that? I thought it was out already. No, it said, it said out on. Well, it said experience it in IMAX on October twenty fourth. So okay. it's out next week, I guess. Mm. I don't know. No, I feel like it's being advertised a lot, but I'm not getting that set. Well, even before A Star Is Born came out, everyone was like, "This film's going to win Oscars. It's going to be mm-hmm. amazing." Blah, blah, blah. It's had so much hype. I don't. I don't, I don't get that sense from Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I know it's not. It's because people haven't watched it yet. I could see so. it maybe getting like a Best Actor or something. Yeah, I mean, if it's good, I mean, it's if, if it's good, then yeah, it's got potential to do loads. But I'm not. I'm not mm. hearing a lot of kind of like. I'm not getting a sense of that kind of like. I think that, anticipation around. I it. think that if it is well received, mm. then it can do really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's if it's not well received or even just it's received, yeah, um, then it's just gonna go. It, we're just gonna. It's, it's going to leave completely. Yeah, it's hard to tell from the trailer. I guess. It's either going to get a lot of nominations or no nominations. Yeah. Mm. It's not going to get just like one. No, yeah, it could go either way. I yeah. don't know. I've got a feeling it might not be very good. Mm. I don't know. The trailer looks decent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the, the fact that no one's talking about it, and it's because normally these films go to all the festivals. Like *A Star Is Born* did all the festivals that mm-hmm. like the critics watch, and then that's where the buzz comes from. But this, I think, this film's just being opened blind, right. which means there's not much of an Oscar campaign behind it. Mm. So, but we'll see. I might be wrong. Well, I'm sure we'll see it in the next couple of weeks or so. Yeah. But back to this film. Yeah. Um, what characters have we talked about? So we talked about John Hamm, Jeff Bridges, Sophia Envereau. Uh, yeah, Dakota Johnson and her... She she plays a woman who's escaping from Chris Hemsworth's cult. Because mm-hmm. he's like this cult leader. Uh, and her sister, played by Kaylee Spaney. I don't know who that is, but that's the interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kidnapped her sister from this cult to kind of get her out of it. Yeah. Um, and taken her to the hotel. 
uh, I think the implication is that she's the sister is addicted to heroin or something Oh, I didn't quite. Oh, I'm get not that. sure. It might be right. It's just because she says when she's got her sister tied up, mm. she's like, "I'm gonna get you clear, and then we're gonna run away." And that made me feel. Oh, does that mean she's you're gonna get her over the addiction? You're gonna keep her tied. Is that why she's tied mm. up? Is I'm gonna keep her until she's. I don't think so. I think yeah. they'd have. I think they'd have lent a bit deeper into that if that was the case. Yeah, she didn't seem that drugged up. To be fair, it wasn't like she was having horrible withdrawal or anything. Like, no, so. no, I, I didn't get any signs that she was she was high or anything mm. i think by clear just like off his radar or just away from him so you know for a fact that he is that that, that they've lost him okay they, that they, makes they, they, they've left him behind and then just go somewhere else in the world yeah um perhaps or maybe just stop you from being addicted to chris hemsworth yes which, which she, was. <laughs> she was she was addicted to those magnetic abs like <laughs> She literally watched her, spoiler, watched her sister die with her, like without a blinking because yeah. when he died, it's like, oh no, the abs. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did notice that when uh, that when she was shot, she then fell face down on top of him. Yes. <laughs> weird, but okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously that whole plot line was, uh, was, was a bit creepy, but very intentionally so. Yeah. It was another one they didn't, unless I missed something, they didn't entirely explain what she'd done. Because there was another thing, she'd had a... There was something that had obviously... Um... Oh, I assume that she killed her father. Oh, her father? Yeah. Oh, but... Because is... we see like her standing over a body with a knife mm. outside like a suburban house. Oh, you're right. And slightly earlier in, well, their lives, we see that, her, that their father is abusive. Oh, so was that supposed to be that Dakota Johnson had killed her dad? No, 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 no. I, th- I think it was... The younger sister. Yeah, I think it was the younger sister had, had killed their dad. Dakota Johnson didn't know about this, but Chris Hemsworth did. Right, okay. Because I wasn't... Yeah. To be fair, there is a lot of this that's very convoluted, but... Yeah, I thought it might be... Because was it the younger actress that they showed in that scene then? Because there was a little girl who played the same character. Uh, I think it was, but it it was the younger actress that's in the older version of her. The older version... Boots. Boots. Yeah. Oh, okay, so... Because I thought... I don't don't think that it was uh, Dakota Johnson... Or her character, or her younger character. Okay, because yeah, because there is there is a shot, there is a scene of the f- that imply that implies there's an abusive father situation early mm. on, where Dakota Johnson, the younger version, yeah. tells the sister to hide under the bed. Yeah, and whatever you hear, don't say anything. So, but I thought that I assumed that the reason they were on the run was because the younger girl Boots had killed, maybe the girl that she fought with. You know, when when he makes them fight, and that's why they had to run away from the camp or something. Oh, I don't think so because no. the body she stood over wasn't another young girl. Was it not? Okay. No. And unless it was just some other random man, you know, yeah. But that that feels like that feels like bad writing. I don't think this film is is bad writing. It's no. a lot of writing. It is. It's, it's, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of writing. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that was another one that was kind of, I guess, intentionally left um, mm. left open. But yeah, I found that really. Um, I, I was really impressed with Dakota Johnson in this again. I, I mean, I was impressed with pretty much everyone. Mm. But yeah, because considering she's most known for the Fifty Shades films, which aren't exactly you know acting mm-hmm. tour de forces. She was she was funny and she was like really compelling and yeah 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 I found that really sad when she um, spoiler alert when she dies because yeah. um, yeah it was like because all she wanted to do was protect her sister and her sister just did not care mm. I mean I get that because her sister was obviously really under the influence of this like the magnetic abs but mm-hmm. um, but yeah I thought it was it was quite poignant so. mm. and again one of those surprising I did, moments I did like the scene where Dakota Johnson is uh, sat down in front of Miles sorry we're just talking about actors and characters. Willy nilly, but yeah. uh, we don't know everyone's name. Um, but I liked that that scene. It was a bit intense where she has that joke about his face. Yeah. Um, and then in the background, her younger sister is just like 
running about the room, like Swinging jumping on the up chandeliers. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Completely doing our own thing, but still listening to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Very easy, even though they're whispering. Yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah, because then I, I think we both laughed a lot when she basically Dakota Johnson kills John Hamm. Mm-hmm. And uh, because he breaks into the room, because he he sees he he finds out that she's got a, the little girl boots tied up and assumes that she's kidnapped her, mm. which I guess she has, um, but he doesn't know the context obviously. So he breaks into the room, she shoots him. The hotel manager Miles sees this, so then he gets shot in the face because he's, he's watching for the double sided mirror. So basically, when mm. she shoots John Howe in front of the mirror, the pellets, what's mm-hmm. it called, the the, the, part of the bullets or the spray or whatever. Hits, sprays him in the face so he gets yeah. horribly scarred in the face and then she so then she ties him up to a chair and then he's like begging for his life he's like you don't need to kill me I don't even know your name because you wrote down fuck you when you signed mm. the guest book mm. and then the little girl just casually says oh oh, her name's Emily and my name's you know da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> he's like oh god damn it yeah <laughs> that was really good I like how they were both like god damn it <laughs> yeah she, she was the same but I don't think she would have killed because there was that moment where she was just like oh yeah like I can completely just let this go and I, I can yeah. trust this guy and there's no I've got no attachment to this and oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Stupid little sister. <laughs> well, not so stupid, it's just willfully malicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is there anyone else we've not talked about? Uh, so... I think I said about maybe Miles. Miles, yeah. So, yeah. Not I, much going on there, though. No, no, no. I did think you... Um, yeah, when it did a flashback to him, because that's... The moment when he, when um, what's her face said, "How many people have you killed?" or yeah. something, and he was like 123, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah. that is a twist for this hotel." Yeah, what? I was thinking too. It's like what psycho. Is... Yeah, and, and then just like, "Oh no, he was in the Vietnam War." Okay, cool. Yeah, Fine. yeah, I was a little disappointed with that. I yeah. really wanted him to be like this manic serial killer. Yeah, but then also, basically, he says that. So basically, so they're in this like situation where they're all tied up, and he he gets free, but he can't pick up a gun because like, I can't kill any more people. Yeah. And then she says, how many people have you killed, Miles? And he says, 123. And then it flashes back and we, as an audience, see that he went to Vietnam and you know, mm. he survived you know, all these kind of atrocities and killed a lot of people. Mm. Um, but then, I'm assuming, because it's quite, you know, th- th- this is a very, must have happened quite quickly for them because there's this whole fight going on. Mm. He can't have been like, oh, well, what I mean when I say that is that I was in Vietnam, you see, and I mm. shot a lot of people and now I'm quite traumatised about it. So as you can understand, picking up this gun is going to be quite triggering for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to say any of that. So from her perspective, he could just be a crazy zero killer. Like yeah, but maybe she worked it out of like he's, I mean, the, the way that he, he was acting, he did kind of looked a little bit uh, sort of PTSD. Yeah, and I guess you at the time, he's, he's, yeah, most, you know, a lot of young men would have been. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's late 60s in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe she put two and two together that way. Oh, crap. Sorry. Fast. That really made me jump. Sorry, Sorry. John, John nearly dropped his beer. <laughs> but didn't, because I'm rapid reflexes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's really thrown me off. Sorry. <laughs> we were talking about Miles <laughs> and his uh, PTSD. Yeah. yeah um, but no, a serial killer angle would have been way more fun, but also the film did not need that. <laughs> yeah, that would have that would have necessitated at least another half hour. Yeah. So that's fair enough. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah. Because so, yeah. Yeah. I was worried when it got to a flashback there and I was like, oh my God, they're really going to introduce a whole plot line now of him killing 123 people. Like, yeah. This film could go on forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So did you pick up on as well that in the hotel, whenever they turn on the TV, there's all these reports of like a, mur- a murder that's happened. Mm. Chris Hemsworth had committed that murder, right? I assume so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like part or of the, his followers. Oh, or yeah, exactly, because yeah. it, it really felt like it. That that whole plotline was 
based on. Do you know the have you heard of Charlie Manson? Charles Manson? Uh, yeah, but I don't know anything about. Famous it was sixties cult leader. Similar thing. He had a lot of like young female followers, and they murdered a lot of people in like L.A. in the sixties. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically very similar. Okay. So yeah, there were a few moments where I was wondering who people were, like especially when they asked Jeff Bridges, "What's your real name?" Yeah. Um, I was thinking, okay, what names? would I recognise? Mm. Like, he could say any name. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, what American name would I suddenly be like, oh my God. But he could say, like, he, he could say Charles Manson and I'd be like, okay, so who's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, or he could say anybody else and I probably just wouldn't realise. Oh, so did you think Jeff Bridges was going to be someone from history? Like someone actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I wasn't, wouldn't be surprised if Chris Hemsworth was either. Yeah. Um, for a while, I thought Chris Hemsworth was... Uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. Uh, the leader of the KKK. Oh, David Davis. Was it? No, I, I did that last time. Yeah, I'm going to get sued. David Duke. David, David Duke. Duke. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I was thinking that he, he might be him. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't. I, I don't know. I think I was expecting a lot, a lot of this film to have some kind of a like a twist. Yeah. Or something. I know what you mean. It felt like it was built into that. Yes. Thing. I was wondering if at the end the whole thing was going to be like some massive drug trip and they're not at the El Royale, they're at like the Watergate Hotel yeah. or something. Mm, yeah. And, you know, John Hamm was there looking for something on, again, I don't know if it's Watergate, so I don't really know how it applies here, but I was expecting something. If, I know, because yeah, it did tie in a lot of real life things, like, because mm. it was, yeah, obviously it was, there was some kind of, someone famous who was dead who, you know, was on this tape and, mm. yeah, I know what you mean, I could expect that too. I thought the stuff with, so Jeff Wait, Bridges, um, didn't, JFK have a thing with Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Because you see a picture of Marilyn Monroe. She was there. Oh, you do? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, okay, you've solved it. There it's definitely it is. JFK. So there JFK banged Marilyn Monroe in this CD mode. Oh my God, they were really... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Oh, I'm glad I put that together. That's good, yeah. Oh, wow. That's my that's... minimal knowledge on American history. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Oh, I guess that makes sense because I guess the hotel... They did say the hotel's seen better days. So maybe 10 years ago it was much more ritzy, so... Hmm. Yeah. Well, no, because they said that and then they showed this wall of photos of like different. Mm celebrities and stuff and they they didn't zoom in on Marilyn Monroe but she was very prominent she was definitely there, yeah. yeah okay that's cool yeah so uh, yeah. unless it was him who slept with the wolf as well that was a bizarre story wasn't it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if I was to go to Johnson at that point on her character um, I'd have been like okay I believed it up until then <laughs> so strange yeah although I did think like because at that point he's saying I'm not going to say anything he's pleading for his life he's like I won't tell that I've seen you murder someone because I've seen much worse than that before. Mm. And she's like, like what? And he's like, I saw a guy beat up a beat up a prostitute so bad that her teeth fell out. Yeah, and I was like, that's violent, but that's not it's murder. It's not murder. And the same, he's like, and and then and, and then I also saw a guy sleep with a wolf. And I was like, that's weird. Not murder. <laughs> Still not murder. Still not murder. Yeah. So have you? You wanted to really lean on the murders here. Like, yeah. You know, have let other murderers go. That's what you want to say. Like, mm. But yeah, yeah, that was. It's weird, it's weird the thing people do in hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you work in a hotel when you were a kid? Yeah. Did you ever see anything weird? Mm, no, I don't think so. Never had to clean up anything suspicious looking? Or... Were you a cleaner or were you more of a bar staff? Or... Uh, I was working in the kitchen, washing dishes. Oh, and okay. I was also a waiter from time to time. Okay, so you probably wouldn't... You weren't like cleaning the bedrooms or anything, so you probably wouldn't have been privy to that much. No. Okay. Um, I did also do my work experience there because I wasn't very... Uh, on it with organising work experience so I just defaulted to my job oh great I just did my job for free for a while after you'd already been there getting paid yeah that's terrible that's so stupid <laughs> well no they, they they did um, 
that, that they understood and they, they they got me doing all sorts of other stuff that weren't really included in in my, in my normal job. So it was kind of a work experience. Okay. So then I was making beds and stuff, but um, yeah. Okay. See, I did my work. <laughs> they, way they did get a little bit of free labour out of that. Yeah, that's uh, no, oh, you were screwed over there. Mm. Yeah, I'm going way off topic. I did my work experience in HMV, and then I ended up working in HMV for like four years. So it actually was genuinely helpful. And okay, I think it helped me get the job because I was like, I would have worked for you. So oh, lovely. yeah, because that was the one I really wanted to work at HMV. Which mm. for anyone who's not British, you're listening to this, is a Britain, probably the UK's most popular nowadays. Certainly, like music and film. Um, store like you know they sell DVDs and CDs and stuff and I really always wanted to work there so I wrote to the HMV in Leeds and I moved to Leeds and I got the job you wrote to the HMV in well I emailed them like I'm moving into Leeds dear HMV Leeds yeah I did because I was, I, was, I was like I'm moving to Leeds in a month <laughs> for university and I'm looking for a job do you have anything going and they did I worked there for my entire time at uni so mm, that worked out pretty well for you it did yeah because I think because I'd already done the work experience I, already, I could say look I've already worked at HMV mm. for two weeks for free when oh, I was 16. So. That must have worked out pretty well. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, changes. Okay, moving on. So I guess we should probably wrap up a little bit. Yeah, because uh, we've we run out of things to talk about. True. Uh, last thing I did want to briefly mention. Um, this film was a bit of un- an unofficial Parks and Recreation reunion. Wasn't it? Was <laughs> that was, it was odd. So Nick Offerman appears at the start. Yeah. And then at the end, Jerry. Yeah. Who I just laughed because I can't... I can I can accept Nick Offerman as not... Uh, as not um, Ron Swanson. Yeah. Because he has done other things. Yeah. I'm sure Jim O'Hare has as well, the guy that plays Jerry. Mm. But as soon as he appeared at the end, I was like, ah, it's Jerry! Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was great. So, I mean, he has like a one line. It's like, mm. he's practically an extra, but I enjoyed it a lot. Gave me yes. like, a real kick out of it. And then especially when you leaned over, like, is that who I think it is? I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was like when is Amy Poehler showing up? <laughs> yeah, me when too. When is Amy Poehler going to get a little cameo in this? Like, is this a waitress or something? It's like, Aziz Ansari. Yes, that would have been great, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mm, very, very good. Um, have you watched speaking of sitcoms uh, have you watched The Good Place no no I've not okay never mind then I just noticed that one of the gang mem- one of Chris Hemsworth's gang was actually Manny Jacinto who plays a role in The Good Place but you've not seen it so that doesn't matter to you at all oh cool great more sitcom connections anyway I really liked this film yeah me too I thought it was great mm-hmm. I thought it was maybe a little bit too long and overcomplicated but I, I, I appreciated the effort the originality I thought it had wonderful performances throughout I was totally entertained mm-hmm. and I'm sad that not enough people are seeing this because I think these kind of films get made less and less these days these kind of mid-budget kind of mm. intelligent kind of creative kind of you know it falls in between like you know it's not quite an indie film it's, it's definitely a Hollywood film yeah but it's not like a it's not a Marvel film it's not like a comic book blockbuster it's this mid-budget kind of thing yeah and a lot of those don't make money anymore because they're hard to sell which is a shame so yeah I really really like this I would recommend seeing it and yeah what would you give out of 10? Oh, that's a difficult question. Um, I might be kind this week, and I might, I think I might give it an eight. Yeah, I'd give it a high eight. Yeah, yeah. high eight. I was almost being an eight and a nine. It's not quite a nine, but mm. it's definitely yeah. I'm giving it a high eight. I've, I very much enjoyed it. Mm, yeah, I would. Uh, I'd, I'd watch this again. I would. I would um, too. There's nothing really there, sequel wise. Uh, no, it definitely wraps itself up nicely. Unless the sequel yeah. is just like Dreamgirls and it's just like Cynthia and Vero's characters just like, you know... With Jeff rise. Bridges as her manager or something. Sure. So, you know what? I would 100% yeah. watch that film. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to sell myself yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> or just two hours of Chris Hemsworth just like dancing in slow motion shirtless. Just like... Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, cool. Well, I guess that uh, that image just about wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, so join us next week for something else. Mm-hmm. As always. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set. <laughs>